Welcome. I am your host, Christine, and this is the Self-Esteem Truths Podcast, a podcast about discovering the truth about who we are, why we struggle, and how we can overcome. This podcast is designed to help you transform your life as we dive weekly into new questions about self-esteem truths. Hi, this is Christine, and this is episode 62. Today, I want us to take a look at how our insides affect how the outside world affects our self-esteem. Now, I know that might feel a bit complicated, but I assure you by the end of this, it will make sense. Whenever you have an experience, you store that experience within you, right? You create a memory, and that's perfectly fine. The mind is meant to do that. We also do something else, though. When we have an experience, good or bad, we attach meaning to it and we attach emotion to it. And sometimes what we do, because we don't want to experience that bad experience again, we try to block it, we try to fight it. Or when we want to recreate that good experience again, we keep it forefront on our mind and we hyper-focus on it. This might sound very natural, However, I do want you to go into this today considering the possibility that that's not exactly healthy for you, especially not healthy for your self-esteem. You see, when something happens in the outside world, and I'm going to keep calling it that today because I want to be really clear about what's happening externally outside of us and what's happening internally inside of us. So we're going to call it the outside world and then inside of us. So we get really defensive when something happens outside of us because of how we feel inside. We've all heard the phrase, hurt people hurt people, or bullied people bully. And the reason for that is because they don't feel good inside. They're going to fight and they're going to resist having to not feel good inside. And instead of dealing with what's inside, they fight the external world. Anyone struggling with self-esteem issues is fighting against that idea of themselves and that idea of who they're supposed to be. And they're getting this information from the outside world. And so what happens? You want to be alone. You don't want to be around people. You get very defensive and abrasive. Maybe you're mean first. Maybe your hackles are up and things that aren't meant to be hurtful to you or offensive to you are taken hurtful and offensive. Before we go any further today, I want to ask you a question. Do you actually want to be okay inside? Now, you might think that the answer to this question is obvious. The obvious answer is yes, of course you want to be okay inside. But that's not actually always the case because not being okay inside gives you an excuse to have these barriers up and your hackles raised and your your swords out to protect yourself. Not being okay can feel like the safest option. So I want you to be really honest when you answer this. Would it be okay to be okay? Now, if you've decided that it would actually be okay to be okay, we need to talk about how you get there. The first question that I often get asked, and probably why you even came to this podcast in the first place, is because the question you think is first is, what do I need to do? But today I want to suggest that that's not the first question. The first question is, why aren't I okay already? This is the first question because you were not born into this world not being okay. You weren't created already hurt. You were not put here on this planet to be hurt or to live in hurt. You weren't. You were created out of love 
to experience love and joy. You were created with a purpose and fulfilling that purpose was meant to bring you peace and joy. That's how you were created. That's how you were birthed into this world. So what happened between then and now to put you into a state of not being okay? You've probably heard the phrase or used the phrase when the stars align. I'm only okay when the stars align. I'm only okay when I got a good night's sleep and I had time to eat breakfast in the morning and my kids weren't a pain getting them out the door for school and my spouse woke up and they were actually able to be decent to me and for whatever reason, there wasn't a ton of traffic on the road so I got to work on time. When all those things line up, then you're able to be okay. How rare does that happen? That's not a frequent natural occurrence for those things to accidentally all align on the same day. So what happens? Most days, you're not okay. It was never meant to be that way. The external world outside of yourself was never meant to have that much control over how you feel and how your days go and whether or not you're able to be productive that day or reach your purpose. So how does this happen? How did we get to a point where all these things play a factor and we're not okay? Well, if you remember every bad thing that's ever happened to you, and you're storing it inside of yourself, and you're thinking about it, and you're revisiting that ugliness, how could you possibly be okay? Every day you woke up and you flipped through a photo album of the worst things that ever happened to you, are you going to be okay? If every day you have to walk through heaps of trash, are you going to be okay? Absolutely not. That would really mess with you. And yet that's exactly what we do within our own minds. We visit the dump heap of our past experiences. And what happens? It hurts our self-esteem. And all of a sudden, we need people to talk to us a certain way, act a certain way around us, look at us a certain way, say nice things about us, make us feel loved, make us feel wanted, pay attention to us. We need other people to do this so that we don't feel all the ugliness that we're keeping forefront in our own minds. That's a huge expectation to put on other people to make us feel that way. That expectation was never meant to be put on parents or children or partners. Never. It's never their job to make us feel better or make us feel loved. And yet, when we've experienced this type of damage and gotten to such a fragile place... That is the feeling that we do need other people to make us feel better. And what happens? They can't. Even if they are amazing people, they can't always make you feel better. Really, if they're a healthy individual, their focus should be on making them happy. And interacting with you should be a part of that pleasure. So what should have been happening instead all of this time? What should be happening now? instead of what's been going on to bring us to this point. I want you to remember how we've been talking about this today, what's outside of us and what's inside of us. When someone is rude or mean or nasty or traffic's backed up in front of us or the cashier's being ignorant, whatever it is, we have a choice. The problem is we've forgotten that we have a choice. You get to say, I'm receiving this. I'm taking it into myself. I'm allowing it to say something about me and my existence and my worth. Or you get to say, I'm just observing their behavior. I'm aware of what they're doing. I acknowledge what they're doing. I'm not taking it into myself and letting it play a part in who I believe I am and what I believe I'm worth and what I know I'm capable of. That experience doesn't actually have the power to bother you. 
This is a really hard concept to wrap your head around if these things have been bothering you your whole entire life. So I want to say this again, and I want to explain. That moment in front of you is not bothering you. You're bothering yourself about the moment in front of you. Let's say you're at a restaurant and your waiter or waitress, for whatever reason, can't seem to get your order right, is taking forever, isn't coming back to your table. We can observe that that is the type of day that they are having and that is the type of service that they are delivering and we can let it stop there. Or we have the choice of internalizing it and taking it into ourselves. They don't think I am worth it. They aren't being respectful to me. They are disrupting my day. They are being rude to me. And when we experience it like that, it bothers us. Of course it does. But just like the emotions that we experience, I want you to remember that the events playing out before you are just input. And sometimes that input, if not always, that input is about those people and their experiences and where they are at and doesn't have anything to say about you. That waitress, maybe she's just dealing with a lot of stuff and doesn't have the capacity to deal with the people eating in the restaurant that day. We don't know. We imagine it has something to do with us. We imagine she can't see that we're worth good service. We imagine she thinks we're the type of people she can be rude to and disrespect. We imagine we're not visible to her. We aren't of importance. That is all happening internally. And if you don't want to experience that internal nastiness, what do people do? They fight it. They fight by reacting outward. But when you fight and react outward, now you are the one being nasty and you aren't stopping yourself from having that experience. You've heard me talk about when you have a physical wound and it's not properly cleaned out. And so bacteria sits in there or pus sits in there and it just festers and breeds infection. And the same thing happens to you emotionally when you hold on to a bad experience and a bad emotion. You have heard me say this. What does your mind do? Remember when that person said that to me? Remember when that person dumped me? Remember when that person looked at me funny? Remember when that thing was embarrassing? You're allowing it to fester. You are choosing to relive that pain. I know it is hard to hear this, but you are doing that to yourself. You get to choose to not relive the experience and you get to choose that that experience doesn't say anything positive or negative about you. When my kids were little, they were fighting one time in the hallway and they didn't typically fight with each other. They weren't typically the type of kids to roughhouse. But this day they were and one of my sons got pushed and he fell on his knees in the threshold of the doorway to their bedroom. And when he fell on that threshold, a nail popped up and went to his skin on his knee. And it actually really kind of got in there. And to this day, he has a scar from when this happened. I'm telling you this because that did hurt. My son did fall on a nail. That was not pleasant to experience. The next time that my son walked through that doorway, he did not drop down on his knees and get that nail back under his skin and cause himself to bleed again. Now, mind you, I'd 
taken a hammer immediately and hammered that thing back in place. So he couldn't, but that's not really the focus of the story. The focus of the story is his actions. He did not go to that threshold, get down, pull that nail back up, put his knee back down on it and experience that pain again. He just walked through the doorway, completely undeterred by what had happened that one time with that one nail. Every other time he walked through that doorway, it was a pain-free experience. Why? Because he was not continuing to kneel down on that nail. The only way that doorway can continue to hurt him is if he chooses to participate in that hurt. Does that make sense? We would never do this physically, right? I always love to go back to falling off a bike because I think we've all had this experience. If you once fell off your bike and scraped your knee, you are not going to intentionally fall off your bike every time you get on it and re-scrape your knee. That would be ridiculous. And yet we have trained our minds to do this very thing. We are not taught as children a healthy way to deal with the experiences we have and the emotions that we have. And so in an uneducated attempt to protect ourselves, we do what seems natural and normal. We remember the pain so we won't experience it again. That's what we're attempting to do. If I remember that this thing hurts me, I won't put myself in that position again. It sounds like it makes sense, but what we are really doing to quote unquote remember not to get hurt is every time we go through that doorway, we pull up that nail and we kneel back down on it. We keep recreating and living that pain. And that was what keeps us hurt. And that's what keeps our self-esteem down. And that's what keeps us from meeting our purpose. And then we are stressed and we are anxious and we aren't sleeping well. And we have physical ailments because all of that Gunk and nastiness is festering inside of us. Now, I want to be really clear. I'm not telling you don't remember what happened. The neutral experience is still saved in your memory. That is what memory does. That's what it's there for. Of course, that memory should be a part of your story. The difference is I want you to observe that's happening externally and not about you. Process whatever emotions come up with it. Do not give it permission to say something about who you are or your worth, and then allow it to store itself in long-term memory. I know this feels very counterintuitive. We fight it because we don't want to experience it. And now I'm telling you, don't know, experience it. That's not pleasant. That's not fun. I get that. I hear you. In the moment, it's not going to be fun. Initially, eventually this will be just fine. But initially, of course, this isn't going to be fun. And yet I would love for you to answer this question for me. Would it be better to experience this pain right now this one time and never have to visit it again? Or would you like for it to keep coming up for the rest of your life? Which will hurt worse? Probably it coming up for the rest of your life, right? That's going to hurt worse. So instead, let's let yourself experience it this one time and then let it go. So how do we experience this? When you experience something and it makes you feel bad or hurt or angry or embarrassed, I want you to remember that what you are observing is not saying that about you. Some part of you believes that about yourself. And that's why this situation that's playing out in front of you has the ability to hurt you in that way. We've talked before about how something can only hurt you if you believe it, right? I've used the example. If I tell you that you're purple with yellow polka dots, that doesn't hurt you. You know, obviously, that's not true. I'm just weird. Something's wrong with me that I would even think that. But if I said something to you that you maybe thought was true, 
then it hurts, but it only hurts because you already believe it to be true. So when you are having an experience externally, when you are observing an experience externally, and it is causing you some form of discomfort or pain, ask yourself, what part of this do I think is true? And that's what you get to deal with and address. Don't worry about the external event. We're going to deal with what part of you is saying this to yourself already. And let's stick with this example. If I'm walking down the street and I turn to you and say, ew, you're purple with yellow polka dots. No part of you is like, I have to do everything in my power to avoid ever having this experience again. Why not? Because it was probably amusing, weird, something random you get to tell your coworkers or your family when you get home and they're going to laugh about it. It's not affecting you negatively, right? Because no part of you believes it. So when you're reliving a painful experience, I want you to understand it's not the event itself that's the problem. It's the emotion and the message that you're attaching to it that's the problem. The fact that I walked by and said something is not a problem. What that statement meant to you is the problem. Does that make sense? Now, a lot of the things that you believe to be true about yourself stem from your childhood and early relationships. That's why it's so important to work with a coach to help you access the core root of these issues so you can deal with them and heal. A lot of times that can be difficult to do on your own. That's why I do what I do. And when you are able to access those, then these experiences just become long term memory. You can access them if you need to. They don't pop up and hurt you. So why is this so important? Feeling good is nice, right? Not having this pain and these experiences all day, every day that hurt you, that's nice, right? But at the end of the day, what's the point? What's the benefit of dealing with this beyond just being able to feel good. The goal is to get you to your authentic self. That's the ideal state. Right now, your authentic self is buried underneath all of the traumatic experiences that you've had. They're buried under everything you're trying to avoid. That's what creates that stars need to align scenario right? We need all these people to act a certain way to avoid triggering the bad experiences and to trigger the good experiences so that we can be okay. It creates kind of like a tunnel through all of the junk and lets a little bit of our authentic self out. But because that happens so rarely, we need to be able to create that without everybody else accidentally falling into line. You do that by removing the junk You do that by dealing with all of this trauma and past experiences that you're buried underneath. That is how you get to your authentic self. That's where you will find your authentic self. Your authentic self might look very different than you think because right now you accept the characteristics of impatient, quick to anger, has road rage, has anxiety, has high stress. You attribute all these characteristics to your authentic self and they're not. They're the gunk piled up on top of you. When you can remove all of that, when you can be your authentic self, then you can live out your purpose. And when you're living out your purpose, that's where true joy and peace and love and happiness can reside in your everyday experience. I know this can be a lot to take in. I know it might even be bringing up resentment for you. And that's okay. That's okay if that is part of your experience as you're listening to this. I'm asking you to go through this uncomfortable experience because I want you to understand how much control you actually have in your life. I want you to be aware of how much you get to decide what messages you receive from your experiences. I want you to know that you have the superpower of not being hurt by external events. And you can unlock all of that 
by asking the question, what am I experiencing in this moment instead of just observing? And why am I experiencing this? What do I need to address so that I don't have to be hurt by this type of experience again? I always tell you that everything happening within you is from love. Because a part of you loves you deeply, it doesn't want to be hurt again. And this is the best way it knows how to stop you from being hurt in the future. It's doing it wrong, but it's trying its best. So you get to say to that part of yourself, thank you for trying to bring my attention to this. What do I actually need to be aware of in myself and address so that when I observe this type of behavior in someone else or the circumstances around me again, it doesn't become an internal message about me, my worth, my value, my place on this planet. What do I need to look at inside of myself? Ask yourself, why is this something I believe to be true about me? Because most likely it's not true about you. It's not true. You are worthy you're lovable, you are perfectly created for your purpose, you are capable, you are deserving of respect. Your life is meant to be a life of joy. That is what is true. So you have to ask the right questions and be willing to hear the answers so you can climb out from underneath all of that junk and have that life, have that truth. Thank you for tuning in today. If you would like to work with me to get through all of this so you can have that best life, I would love to do that with you. You can email me. My email's in the show notes, or you can message me through our Facebook group. Join that if you haven't already. Please like, share, subscribe to this podcast. I would greatly appreciate it, and I will talk to you next week. Bye.